We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Spurs Up Show, the best Gamecocks podcast on the internet. Today is Friday, January the 31st, 2020. On today's show, I break down South Carolina's game tomorrow afternoon at Colonial Life Arena as the Gamecocks return home to take on the Missouri Tigers on SEC Network. I'll break down the top storylines, Missouri players to watch for, keys to the game, give my prediction, and much, much more. Also, have a fantastic interview with Gamecocks lacrosse coach James Harkey as the lacrosse team looks to defend its national title and begins its season this weekend. A phenomenal interview, a great conversation. I know you guys are sure to enjoy. Before we get into everything, this is a podcast sent to you by our friends over at Ag South Farm Credit. Guys, most lenders don't understand land financing. Ag South Farm Credit specializes in land financing and has been doing it for over 100 years. They make loans for small and large acreage, hunting property, timberland, farm and pasture land, even home mortgages and construction. They have a ton of great benefits, including long-term fixed rate financing for up to 20 years, down payments as low as 15%. They have competitive rates and they pay an average of 25% of the interest back every year as what they call patronage. They're cooperative, so they share in their profits with their member borrowers. So guys, for example, on a $300,000 loan at 6.5% for 20 years, you would get back $2,770 each year. They also have an experienced lending staff that knows land and knows how to finance it. Guys, whenever you're making a big time life decision, but definitely something like this, when you're getting a mortgage, you're buying your first home, your dream home, you're buying a plot of land, you want to make sure you have the right people in your corner, the right team, the right people that are going to make you feel comfortable about this situation, comfortable about the decision that you make, or there to answer any questions you might have. Ag South Farm Credit is that lender. They are those people. They're super helpful, super friendly, and they will answer all of your questions for you and really make the entire process much easier and simpler than if you were to do it with someone else. One of the questions they get asked most often, somebody will find a plot of land to buy, whether it's 20 acres, 30 acres, 50 acres, whatever it may be. How much do I need as a down payment, right? That's the question you want to know. How much money am I spending up front? So typically they require a minimum of 15% down but that's going to ultimately be determined by term and other factors like your credit. So normally the longer the term, the bigger the risk, which means they like a little more skin in your game on the end. So if you have any questions about down payments or anything else regarding the purchase of land, give them a call 844-AG-SOUTH or visit their website, agsouthfc.com slash T-S-U-S. That's A-G-S-O-U-T-H-F-C dot com slash TSUS, Ag South on e-housing lender, NMLS 619788. So again, their website, agsouthfc.com slash TSUS, or give them a call, 844-AG-SOUTH, and tell them Chris from the Spurs Up Show sent you. All right, let's get into it.
Nashville, your host, the Spurs Up Show, as always. Appreciate you guys tuning in. Got a packed show, obviously, breaking down tomorrow's South Carolina-Missouri game as the Gamecocks return home to Colonial Life Arena, taking on the Missouri Tigers. Um, hope everybody's having a fantastic Friday. The last day of January. Man, January came and went, guys. I'll tell you what. January absolutely flew by, um, but I hope you're having a fantastic Friday. Obviously, TGIF, looking forward to a very, very fun weekend, which, like I said, includes Gamecocks basketball after that big, big win over the Arkansas Razorbacks. South Carolina returning home to Colonial Life Arena to taking on Missouri. 3.30 tip on the SEC Network. Um, Missouri right now sitting at 10-10 and 10 overall, 2-5 and five in the SEC. Their head coach is Quanzo Martin in his third season. Missouri, a team that is struggling, no doubt. Like I said, 10-10 and 10 overall, 2-5 and five in the conference. They shoot 41% from the field, 31% from three-point range. Um, but a team, when you take a look at their schedule, you know, it's kind of funny. There have been times that this Missouri basketball team has stepped up and has played decently. I mean, they actually are just coming off a win against Georgia on Wednesday where they, they were actually down 20 and came back and won that game. Um, beat Florida earlier in the year as well, but – Overall, just has not been a good year. Um, it, it's been a really rough go at it. They've got some big, big losses that, like Alabama, Mississippi State, they lost by 30 points, um, lost to Tennessee. But then again, like I said, you sprinkle in the Florida win, which I think it was very, very surprising. You come back and beat Georgia by three. Um, but another thing, Missouri has been very bad on the road. You take a look. They basically lost every single road game, I think. So, it's been a rough year. It's been a rough year for Missouri, but they're a team I think that can sneak up on you. But let's talk about the game itself. Again, they shoot 41% from the field, 31% from three. The top storyline in this one, though, in my opinion, South Carolina returning home to the friendly confines. You get back home after that big win against Arkansas. Now what do you do with it? Um, obviously, everybody's feeling really, really good right now. We're all sky high with, you know, coming off that Arkansas win, a game that I don't think you were expected to win. Obviously, you weren't. You were a six-and-a-half-point underdog in Vegas. Um, and, heck, I picked Arkansas to win that game. But now you've really got the momentum rolling. You've got some confidence under your belt, two straight wins, two straight conference wins. Now you return home against the team. Let's face it, I mean, you should win this game. This is a team you should beat. Um, I, I, the line isn't out right now, but I'm sure South Carolina is going to be a favorite. Wouldn't surprise me if they were a six, seven, eight-point favorite even. Um, but what do you do about it now? You know what I mean? Can, can you take – can you bottle up – you know, can you keep this momentum going? And can you continue to play solid, consistent basketball? That's going to be the question. Another big storyline for me is just simply A.J. Lawson's game. You know, obviously kind of got, got out of his funk, got back in the rhythm after he had a solid game against Vandy and then 19 points in Fayetteville against Arkansas. The A.J. Lawson we were all looking for, the A.J. Lawson we all know and love, can he stay hot? That's a big storyline for me because I talked about a couple weeks ago. You know, this is a team that – with that win over Arkansas, it's kind of getting itself back in the NCAA tournament conversation. Like, it's not outlandish to talk about that now. But they need A.J. Lawson to play his best basketball. They're going to absolutely need him down this stretch of the last 11 games or so to play his best basketball, to be that guy. Can A.J. Lawson do it? Can he come out and develop some consistency in his game? Um, again, like I talked about before, one of the best and worst things about this team or one of my favorite and least favorite things about this team is that Every night, it's somebody different, right? Every night, there's somebody different stepping up, having a big game, making a big play, and that's great. You know what I mean? That's a great thing, but A.J. Lawson's a guy that needs to, needs to continue to play well for this team. This team just is so much different. It's, it's, 
there's a different feeling, a different vibe when A.J. Lawson's on his game. So can he stay hot? Can he have another good, big game for the Gamecocks? That'll be a big thing that I'm looking for in tomorrow's game. Um, another storyline in this one, just focusing on this game specifically, you know, I, I thought we were going to see a lot more of like a smothering defensive effort at Arkansas. That game turned to an offensive shootout after a 6 nothing start um, in that one. But I'm looking for that again this time, to be honest with you. Missouri, not a great offensive team. Their leading scorer only averages 11.8 points per game. They only average 66 points per game as a team. Um, I think we will see that smothering defense. I'll be very interested to see just what type of scheme South kind of puts out there. Are they going with a 3-2? Are they going with a 1-3-1? One, one? Are they going to play more zone, uh, more man? What is it going to be? So I know Frank Martin's a guy that prides himself on the defensive side of the ball, playing tough physical defense. I mean, whatever you got to do to get the win is what you're going to do. But I think South Carolina fans should watch out for. I think the Gamecocks will play a much, much better defensive game tomorrow and really make it tough on Missouri. I, I really, really do think they will. And, again, what better thing to have than – you're trying to bounce back and have a good game defensively. You're playing a team that's really not all that great offensively, too, so that should help. Um, my final storyline, and it kind of ties back in with the first thing I said about, you know, so what now, what, what are you going to do now, is just this is a game where the Gamecocks simply put need to take care of business. You know what I mean? We could sit here for hours and break down this game, all the intricacies and all the everything and the details, but simply put, you're on a hot streak. You've won two in a row. You won a game you weren't supposed to on the road. Does this team still have that same hunger, that same fire? Because this is one you should come out and take care of business. It really is. And we've talked about before, the scariest thing with Gamecocks basketball or Gamecocks sports, really, is the games where South Carolina should win and they're expected to win, those are the toughest. Those are without a doubt the toughest. So can South Carolina come out with that same razor-sharp focus, that same mentality, that same tenacity? And simply just take care of it. Because this is a game to me, I, I really think South Carolina should win it by double digits. They're the better basketball team. You're at home. This would be a bad loss. Like, I don't think anybody can debate this would not be a very, very bad loss for South Carolina. Um, so, I think they will come out with intensity. I, I think South Carolina will come out focused, but it is something to keep an eye on. Can they come out and simply just take care of their business? Um, let's move to the Missouri players to watch for really quickly. A couple good ones here. Drew Smith, who I'm going to start with, 6'3", 203, the guard, um, leads their team in both points per game and rebounds per game with 11.8 and 4.4, respectively. Again, somebody who South Carolina is going to have their hands full with him, a guy, he truly is their leader. But I feel confident in this respect. If you shut down Drew Smith, you're really going to shut down Missouri. I mean, he is their guy. He's their leader. Um, really, really talented guard, one of the better guards in, the, in, in this league that people haven't heard of. But, uh, you know, I, I think if the Gamecocks can handle him, they can pretty much handle this Missouri offensive attack. Uh, another guy, Mark Smith, another guard, a bigger guard, 6'5", 220, 10.9 points per game, 4.3 rebounds per game, almost mirrors Drew Smith's numbers. Um, he's a guy that I think plays a lot like their, uh, like their Keyshawn Bryant, if you will, a little bit longer, a little bit bigger. Um, Really, really good with the basketball in his hands, though, and a guy that, again, can really score it. Uh, and then finally, Jeremiah Tillman. Jeremiah Tillman, six foot 10, 260 forward, nine points per game, 4.3 rebounds per game, but a guy that super big. I mean, six foot 10, 260. Mike Coatsar, Jalen McCreary, Williams Levesque, those guys down low, going to have their hands full with him. He's a guy that if he gets rolling, gets hot, he can make you pay. But uh, no, those three guys for sure Drew Smith, Mark Smith, and Jeremiah Tillman are three guys I think you guys definitely need to watch for. 
Um, and, again, if you can shut those guys down, you're, you're really going to limit what Missouri can do offensively. Um, my keys to the game, number one, protect the basketball. Like I've said it many times before, in conference games like this, turnovers can kill you. Unforced errors will kill you, especially when you're playing a team like a Missouri that you are better than them. You should win the game. How, what's the one way to let a team into a game that shouldn't be in the game is to be careless with the basketball, have unforced errors, give them that sort of confidence, that momentum. Protect the basketball. Simply put, protect the basketball. It's going to be a major key in this game. My second key. Relentless defense. Again, I, I just think you have the ability to take advantage here. Again, Missouri only averaging 66 points per game. I think you can have one of those classic Frank Martin hard-nosed games where you get in their face, you're very physical. So playing that relentless defense to me is going to be key just to limit what Missouri can do um, with the basketball. And then finally, my third key to the game, handle your business. Take care of business. Simply put, go out there, you're the better team, establish you're the better team from the get-go. And dominate throughout, you know, because the longer you let a team like a Missouri hang around, I mean, listen, shit, you, we don't, I don't have to explain to you guys why college basketball is so crazy and, you know, it really doesn't matter what the spread is or how big of an underdog you are. Like, you, you can win any day in, in, in college basketball. I mean, we've seen Stetson do it and Boston. We've seen South Carolina do it against Kentucky and, and uh, Virginia. So, I mean, but handle your business. Come out. If, if South Carolina comes out focused, if they come out playing with the same intensity that they've had over the last few games, they will win this basketball game. There's no question. There's no question in my mind they will win this game. But you got to do it. So I'll be very, very interested to see what the mentality is of this team tomorrow. My prediction overall, again, I've said it many times during the show, and I'll say it again. South Carolina is the better team. There's no doubt in my mind they are the better team. And I think they will show that. I, I think this team is playing with a lot of confidence now. Um, obviously, we, we still can't shoot free throws, but – this team continues to fight, to battle, to find ways to win. And that's really all that matters at the end of the day. I think South Carolina will find a way to do that again. I think the Gamecocks actually get somewhat of a big win. I've got South Carolina winning this one 78-65. to I, I just think that, again, the Gamecocks are the better team. I think they'll come out. I think they'll establish that. And I think they'll kind of cruise to an easy win, in my opinion. So, 78-65, my final score, Gamecocks. Looking to move to five and three in the SEC and really continue that pursuit of, you know, making a push, making a bid for the uh, for the NCAA tournament. So, should be a lot of fun. All right, got a fantastic interview by the way with Gamecocks lacrosse coach James Harkey, head coach Harkey on the show after Gamecocks lacrosse won the national title last May. Got him back on lacrosse. Actually, begins their season this weekend. Um, they are in Baton Rouge playing Texas A&M and LSU. The, the full schedule is on GamecocksLacrosse.com. And if you want to go support their home games, they actually play at the old proving grounds where football used to practice at, the Bluff Road practice facility, whatever, whatever. The games are free. Be sure to go out there and support. But a phenomenal interview just talking about Coach Harkey's team coming into this season. Um, we talk about the ins and outs, obviously, of Gamecocks, lacrosse, the returners, guys they lost, his outlook on the season. So a phenomenal interview. Be sure to stay tuned to that. And it's all brought to you by our friends over at SeatGeek. Guys, whatever you need tickets to, it, whatever, it, it doesn't matter what it is, concerts, comedy club events, South Carolina Gamecocks sporting events. If you're trying to go to the Missouri game tomorrow, God forbid, if you're trying to go, use the promo code, save yourself some money. If you're trying to go to the Super Bowl, any professional sporting events, MLB, NHL, NBA, Whatever, whatever it may be, go download the SeatGeek app or go to SeatGeek.com. Use the promo code SPURSUP. 
you're going to save $20 off your first purchase. Guys, like I said, if you're going to the Missouri game tomorrow and you don't use the promo code and save yourself some money, I'm going to be mad at you. I'm going to be mad at you. I'm just putting it out there. They've got a great ticket rating system, which rates the tickets for you based on the type of deal you're getting. So, number one, you're never going to scalp again because that just sucks. We don't want to do that. Um, number two, they do all the work for you. You're going to know exactly where you're sitting. You're going to know what you're paying. You're going to know the type of deal you're getting compared to the, you know, another seat or another person, wherever. So you're going to be able to make the most informed decision, the best decision. You're going to get the most bang for your buck because they're going to tell you exactly what the value is of your ticket. If you're overpaying, if you're getting a steal, you're going to know all that before you click the buy button, which is going to give you peace of mind when you check out and you purchase those tickets. So again, that's our friends over at SeatGeek. Be sure to go download the SeatGeek app or go to SeatGeek.com. Use the promo code SPURSUP, S-P-U-R-S-U-P, to save $20 off your first purchase. All right, enjoy this interview with Gamecocks lacrosse coach, James Harkey. All right, James Harkey, head, head Gamecocks lacrosse coach. I feel like you need no introduction at this point. It's How does it feel? I'll say this before we get going. How does it feel now? You're not just James Harkey anymore. You're national champion, James. That, that has to feel good. That's never going to go away. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it's, a, it's a special feeling. And to me, it comes down to um, the relationships. Um, you know, getting random text messages from guys, uh, particularly guys who were seniors last year. Um, you know, getting messages from those guys about whatever things that are going on in their lives, uh, well wishes for this coming season. Um, and you know, the, the common, uh, commonalities between those seniors from last year, they, they typically are, you know, starting off whatever com the conversation they want to have is what's up champ. Uh, <laughs> it's kind of cool, you know, um, but uh, to me, um, winning was phenomenal, and, and that's certainly the goal again this year. But, uh, but really, every year it's about the, the personalities and the relationships. And um, we've had a lot of great guys come through uh, in my time and, and certainly before that as well. But, um, you know, hope to hope to keep that going. Just the uh, turning out good young men. Um, we get we get a lot of guys that have fun, but uh, but they also figure some stuff out during their their process, uh, their growth process from being a freshman to being a senior. And uh, I think most of the guys, once they, one of the things we talk about all the time, and I'm rambling a little bit, but uh, is how much time you have. And so, you know, this was poignant this week with Kobe and mm, what yeah. happened uh, in the helicopter crash. Um, you know, but we, we are always talking about it's very quick mm. from being a freshman to being a senior and having one more game that flies by so much faster than you realize. And for me, in my experience, if I could get even – you know, one extra week with the guys that I played with one week of practice and one game, I would trade almost anything for that. Right. Um, but that feeling is really difficult to get across mm. um, until you're on the backside of it. Right. 
And so uh, something we talked about this week um, was, you know, how hard would you play? Doesn't matter if it's practice or if it's a game, how hard would you play if you knew you couldn't play tomorrow? Um, So I think all of our guys that have come through uh, have done a a pretty good job of embracing that and figuring that out. Um, I think last year particularly, and it showed on the field, we did, uh, we had a group of seniors that was very focused on that, on mm-hmm. making the most out of their last go. And um, we'll, we'll see how it goes this year. I'm excited, uh, excited about the group, but um, it's tough to gauge early in the year before we see an outside opponent, how, how, how we're going to be, how we're going to shake out, how we're going to come together. Yeah, let's, let's talk about this year's team a little bit because I know we, we kind of talked in the fall, I think, but just kind of give people an idea. You know, again, you're coming off that national championship. How many guys you lose, who's all coming back, who, who, you're, who are you counting on, I guess, this year to be sort of your main, your guys, your leaders? I mean, we'll just talk about this year's team a little bit. Sure. Um, we, we did lose a good bit, but we bring back a heck of a lot too. Um, I think – the key guys from a leadership standpoint, uh, we've got a, a great group of captains. They're all seniors. Um, we got John O'Durham uh, was a attackman. We're, we're playing him out of the midfield, at least in the early part of the year. We'll see how that goes and uh, maybe have some wiggle room to, to switch some things up if we feel like. But um, he's a guy who transferred from BMI. Uh, second-year player for us. Um, Hank, uh, oh, shoot, uh, Chastain. I don't know why I was blanking on that. We call him Hank. Henry <laughs> Chastain, he's a good dude. Uh, he transferred from Maryland, another senior uh, defenseman. And we've got uh, Christian DeManda is a senior defenseman. He's a four-year guy. Um and uh, Yeti, uh, Gordon Palmer, mm. is a senior midfielder from Towson, uh, also a four-year guy. So those, those are the senior captains, um, great guys, and they've been doing a, a good job of uh, being leaders uh, in the early part of the season. Um, we had a – oh, just offhand, I think we had close to – 15 or 16 guys get votes for uh, captain. That's impressive. To be captain. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I agree. Um, every single one of our seniors had at least one vote. Uh, we had a couple of juniors get some votes too. Um, Sam Weiss is a guy who's going to be um, an important leader for us. Um, he's a junior. He transferred from Bellarmine in Kentucky. He's a Charleston guy. Mm-hmm. Um, he, uh, I think we, I think I mentioned this when we talked last spring after the uh, championship game. He really, down the stretch, uh, came into his own as a vocal leader on the field, and he's been doing a great job of that uh, in the fall and definitely in the early part of the spring here. Um, just communicating on the field, mm. directing guys, uh, controlling pace and flow. Um, I was going to say that's big 87. That's the, yeah. that, that, he, he was memorable from yeah. last year for sure. You're like, that was the guy I felt like that, you know, watching the, uh, the run you guys made, it's like, who is 87? Man? This, dude's a, <laughs> this dude's a beast. <laughs> he's a big lefty. Uh, he's got a great shot, um, but he's got, 
silky hands, uh, smooth finisher. Um, and, uh, he, he can hurt you in a lot of ways, uh, you know, from the other team's perspective. Um, and it's, I would say playing devil's advocate, if I had the game plan against him, it'd be tough because mm. you can see on film, he does a lot of things well. Um, and if you try and take him away as purely as a shooter, uh, he can hurt you in other ways, mm. you know, um, playing off ball two man game, uh, you know, with a ball in his stick as a Dodger, he, he, he does a lot of things well. Mm. And so he's difficult to stop. I think he's a guy that you try to slow down mm. more than, Hey, he can't have any. Right. Um, but, uh, so then on the defensive side of the ball, you know, Hank, uh, senior captain, he's, um, a returning starter. Mm. He'll, he's kind of going to be the, the go-to guy from a, um, communication standpoint and mm. making sure everybody's in the right place and where we want them to be. Um, and, but there are a lot of guys, um, I'm excited about our defense this year. We've got, um, a bunch of guys that have been waiting in the wings, uh, chomping at the bit for, for mm. their shot. And, uh, Demanda's one of those guys. Demanda's been a guy who the last couple of years has been, um, the leader for us on the sideline mm. on the bench. Um, he hasn't gotten as much run as I know he would like, uh, in the last couple of seasons, but he's been that guy that it doesn't matter whether he sees the field or not in a given game, he's been hype, uh, loud, mm. uh, instructive from the sideline. And um, so I'm excited to see how he, you know, brings that same attitude onto the field and, uh, and who's going to step up and, and take over that role. Mm. Uh, Cause it's an important one, even though it's not a glamorous one. Mm. Um, so yeah, the couple, those couple of guys, um, you know, we got a lot of guys in the midfield returning and some newcomers. Um, you know, Griffin Bailey is definitely a guy who um, can be a heck of a player. And uh, I just hope he doesn't push it too, too much. Mm -hmm. uh, I want to see him, the game come to him, you know, um, uh, I, he's a, He's a big kid, very talented kid, mm. and um, uh, he's now, as an upperclassman, taking, uh, jumping into shoes where he's got to be a little bit more of a leader than just a guy that's playing, right. and um, he's doing a good job of it. Uh, I'd like to um, see him uh, have fun with the game and not, uh, not be too bogged down mm. in... I've got to do this or I've got to do that. Um, but, you know, he, he has a heck of a lot of potential and will certainly be a guy that we count on to, to get some goals in big spots. He did that for us um, in Utah right. in the National Championship Tournament. So, right. I, I want to touch base on something kind of you, you mentioned earlier. So, obviously, anybody listening to this, you, you noticed I didn't say club lacrosse. I, I just say the lacrosse team. Um, that's just the way I look at it. We have one lacrosse team. It, it is what it is. I, you know, I, I get the technically what it is. But so you guys don't like recruit really. And I think we talked about this last fall. We met up 
Um, because I just think it's fascinating. Like, didn't you say most of you guys recruiting is done via the guys you have now? Like, they reach out to guys, and I mean, obviously, why would you not want to come play down in South Carolina? It's warm. I mean, we, we all know the, you know, what Carolina's got to offer. But uh, it, it just seems fascinating to me that you get all these transfers, and it's really again, it's not like there's a major recruiting effort like the other big sports or anything. It's just simply you know, the program you guys have built and it kind of, I, I would say it just speaks to, speaks loudly to what you guys have built as far as being able to just attract talented players that come in again, when you're not even really allocating resources, you know, at a grand scale to recruiting really. Sure. Well, you know, we appreciate that. Um, and I, we don't do, I personally don't do any recruiting. I am reactive in my recruiting. I'm mm-hmm. not proactive. So anytime somebody, whether it's a young man in college or um, a high school student uh, reaches out and says, I'm interested, uh, interested in transferring or interested in um, coming out of high school, Hmm. um, I am responsive and receptive to those people. I tell them uh, if I'm able to, I'm glad to meet up with them. Uh, I encourage everybody to come to Columbia mm-hmm. to get a feel for campus. Um, and that's really, that's the bottom line for me is uh, we don't have resources to, to give these young men. Um, you know, I can't, I don't have scholarships to, to hand out to them. Mm-hmm. I don't have help with admissions or anything like that. Um, so these guys got to be choosing Carolina for themselves, mm-hmm. for their own reasons. And if, you know, if that's the case, if they're uh, looking at the academics, looking at social life, looking at their personal development, and, you know, and this is the place for them, then uh, lacrosse is an added bonus. Mm, it's the right. icing on the cake. And you, uh, you want to make sure the school side of it fits before, you surely, know, for sure. Surely. Yeah. I mean, if it doesn't, then guys are going to struggle. Right. And, right. Um, you know, it's okay to struggle. Mm. I mean, that's, that's where growth comes from. Right. But we, we want to see guys who are their outlet is lacrosse. They're mm. coming to practice and having a good time with the guys and working hard and putting behind the stuff that's going on at school, stuff that's going on with girls, mm. whatever the case may be. Right. Um, and I, you know, I think if, if people have chosen, Carolina, if guys have chosen Carolina for their own reasons, um, and then lacrosse becomes an added bonus, it, it, it's a lot better situation than a guy who is trying to make the school fit because of lacrosse. Mm, right. Um, you know, there's going to be a lot of other things, other issues that that young man's going to have to deal with, mm. um, that aren't going to be easy and I'm not going to have a lot of answers for them right. or be able to help them very much other mm-hmm. than talk to them about it. Um, so the, the guys on the team do a great job of uh, recruiting. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think for the most part, that also is reactive. I don't think our guys are going out and trying to poach guys. Right, right, right. For sure. But if somebody, a mutual friend calls up and says, Hey, you know, see what you guys are doing. And I've been thinking about making that change. A lot of it is uh, not all the time, but a lot of it is guys going from smaller schools and wanting a bigger school Mm -hmm. experience. Right. Um, Like I said, that's not always the case. We've got a 
a young man, Javon, uh, Javon Johnson, from, who is from South Carolina originally, um, bounced around a little bit in high school um, and went to Michigan for his freshman year, played up there. And uh, so Michigan's not no small school. Was, are they like, is it, was it club there too? Or did, are they, they have that's NCAA. Okay. I was about to say they have a lacrosse. Team. They, so um, Michigan is one of the schools within the past decade, about, about 10 years ago now, I don't think quite uh, that they left the league that we play in right. and moved to uh, NCAA. Mm. Um, good program. And uh, they, their former coach um, that coached in both leagues was also working with the pro uh, outdoor league, the PLL last year. Mm-hmm. Um, and now they've got a new guy in there. Um, blanking on, on his name, Kevin Conry uh, from Maryland, who was a coach at Maryland and now right. the head guy at Michigan. They got a good program. Um I think they had a tough year last year, not not ideal relative to what they were hoping for, but um, but it's a uh, you know a storied athletic department. I right, for I, sure. I can't imagine any kid being recruited there and thinking, <laughs> "Oh man, I wouldn't want to go there," um, but for the weather. I mean, about to say, the only weather. thing that would drive me away is the cold weather. That's mm-hmm. I, I don't know if I could handle it. <laughs> Teach their own. Uh, yeah, for but, sure, uh, for sure. But you and I sitting here in. Uh, Cola, uh, yeah, it's not bad. It could be a lot worse. <laughs> I, I, I much prefer the weather down here. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. So, so I want to ask you, I, I want to talk about the whole club relationship type thing in a second. But, um, you know, it's kind of funny, man. Since the last time we talked, there's been a lot of accolades. I mean, you get the ring and you, I think what you got coach of the year, your team gets the rings, your number one preseason, the MCLA uh, poll. I just kind of assess – because I, I know things change, obviously, after that happens. You know, I, I mean, gosh, we were talking about it last year, just the attention that lacrosse got. And, you know, a lot of people that I think didn't even realize we had a lacrosse team were like, oh, shit. Like, we I mean, look at this. So, sure. but just kind of talk about how you personally have handled it, how you feel like the team has handled it. Because, I mean, I, I don't think definitely from knowing you, you're not a guy that's going to rest on your laurels or, you know, be reflecting on last. You know, it's, it's all about this season. But how do you feel like yourself personally and the team, I guess, has – embrace that if you will all, all the accolades um for me personally uh it's it's interesting i i am humbled to uh to receive recognition but i don't like talking about myself right. i don't like um you know but it, it's definitely exciting to get the recognition mm-hmm. um from the team's perspective i we got to see. We got to wait and see. Mm-hmm. I, um, it's like, do, do you, do you feel like there's been like in practice? Like, is it, does it feel like the same as last year? Like everything practices are just as intense or like, I mean, uh, I mean, I guess the, the goal is obviously to go back to back, you know, and that, that's, surely, you know, obviously. The, I, you know, the, it's hard for me to say right now mm-hmm. and, uh, partly, and I, I'm not saying that we haven't been working hard right. uh, to uh, to this year's team, to their credit. I do think we have been working hard the last couple of weeks since we got back to school. Um, but it's, it's difficult to gauge where you are mm. without having some outside competition to, to point out your weaknesses for right. you. When you're, you know, bashing skulls against each other, 
for a couple of weeks, you know, tendencies, uh, guys get used to how other guys play and, you know, everybody knows on both sides of the ball what it is that we're doing. So it's difficult to say this is working and that's not um, because, you know, maybe a guy knows the play and hedges it a little bit mm-hmm. on, on defense and <clears throat> right, right, right. breaks yeah. something up that might be wide open against an outside opponent. Right. So um, we have been working hard. Uh, it's one of those things. I think um, we, I, I wouldn't say that we are where we need to be right now, um, but it's a process. I, I, last year's team was not um, moving the way we wanted them to we weren't the same team at the end of the year that we were at the beginning of the year. Right. Right. And so I'm hoping that we can continue that growth process um, and be the best team that we possibly can be uh, at the end of the season. Um, Not right at the beginning, but that being said, you know, you certainly want to start off the year on the right foot with, uh, with some W's and, Mm -hmm. um, Ideally, we, we get some wins, but we also have things that we can take away and, and work with, uh, you know, things that uh, weaknesses uh, of our own that we can improve upon. And one of the things that we talk about pretty consistently is, you know, we, we do game plan, we scout, we look at the other team and, and um, try and put our guys in the best position to be successful against the other team. But we really put a emphasis on focusing on what we're doing more so than what on, on what another team is doing. Mm. We want to make the other team uncomfortable playing our game. Right. And so um, that's kind of the biggest question mark for me right now is where we stand in our game. Right. And I think we'll, we'll get some answers here quickly this weekend. Mm. Um, but, uh, but overall, I think that, uh, as a group, we've <clears throat> maintained a pretty good attitude of uh, working hard and not just thinking we're going to be able to show up and, mm. um, you know, push people around just by our presence. We've right. got to, we've got to establish that tone in practice. Yeah. And I was going to say too, for those listening, don't realize you guys literally get it going this weekend, Baton Rouge, Louisiana, two games there. And then the first, uh, First home game, February the 7th against Georgia. So, it'll be a lot of fun. Uh, I'm going to get you out of here, but last question. And obviously, also, for those listening don't realize, you guys play at the uh, Bluff Road practice facility, or for those that don't realize what that is, the old proving grounds where Carolina football used to practice right across the street from Willie B. So, you yeah. literally cannot miss it. Um, Come on out. <clears throat> yeah, for sure. So, we <clears throat> we talked about the club thing. By the way, did they make you guys put club on the shirts now? Is that a thing? I could because so, so it was funny. I I think I like retweeted the store or something, and somebody replied to me about it. And I looked and I was like, they put club on the shirts because I remember we talked about it. they're like yeah. you guys were able to get away with it. What what happened with that? Well, so I, I don't want to. Uh, I, I don't want you to throw anybody in the bus or anything. I, I just without, I know it's not like a huge deal, but I'm just sure. curious. Are are you guys still gonna be rocking the same unis as last year? The like the throwbacks? Uh, yes. Uh, we still got the black mesh. The portholes. Those are so fresh. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> so, I, agree. I think yeah, football I think must have copied you guys. <laughs> um, <clears throat> that was what was that was the running joke that uh, the football team wanted to be like the the national right, champs. Well, hey, I, I love it. But you know, we we try and copy them. Yeah. We right. try and take things from football and 
uh, basketball and, and uh, some of the other teams on campus and uh, some neat things that right. they're doing. Um, yeah, the, the gear is fresh, man. The, thank you. I mean, you guys. That's get all the guys. That. That's yeah, all the, I saw the you guys, guys are doing the, the state uh, patches on the back of the helmet where every guy's from. I think that's cool, too. That's, yeah, I mean, you guys stuff. It's, nice is, it's tight, man. It's very cool. Um, I believe, uh, hope I'm not giving credit to uh, the wrong guys, but I believe that was our president, Max Robert, um, who said we need to, we should do this. And, um, uh, and I love it. It's, a all those, um, aesthetic touches, yeah. uh, are all, uh, the guys on the team. So one of the great things about being a club sport is it is student run mm. and we really take that to heart. Mm. Um, you know, in the league that we play in each team is a little bit different mm. as far as what kind of resources they get from their universities, how much oversight or not, or control or not there is. And for us in my role um, is strictly X's and O's. And um, as a, and I see myself as a mentor, um, helping the guys make certain decisions, you know, helping them bounce ideas off each other. But when it comes down to logistics, uh, how to get from A to B, um, how we're going to pay for things, what, what kind of apparel that we're wearing, all that kind of stuff is entirely decided on by the officers who are voted on by their peers. Um, our treasurer runs a hundred thousand dollar budget every year. Um, and so it's, it's a great experience, mm. uh, as well. It's an awesome opportunity for those guys to then turn around to potential employers and say, I have real world on the job experience, right. Managing a lot of different things. Yeah, I was going to say, it seems like it teaches a lot of lessons, obviously, because it goes sure. so far beyond the field. Right. I mean, it's, oh, yeah. yeah, with all they do. Oh yeah. And, uh, yeah, it's great. Um, and our guys do a great job of all that. I mean, it's a lot to handle. It's a lot to deal with, but, um, you know, there's bumps and roads here here and there, but, uh, they, are good with rolling with the punches mm -hmm. and figuring out solutions to the problems that, that crop up. Um, and for the most part, we don't have too many problems because they do a good job of mm -hmm. uh, looking ahead, being forward thinking, planning. For sure. So last question, James, we'll get you out of here again. No worries. Uh, you guys season runs through April 10th is the last home game, which is against Clemson. I know everybody's going to want to come to that, but uh, obviously, you know, the postseason will go through what middle end of May, something like that. But you know, Looking ahead, I guess, if, if this team is able to go on a run like you guys did last year and win it all again, in your opinion, it'll be because of what? It'll be because of our attitudes. Right. Um, you know, I, I've seen floating around recently, uh, I want to say it was a John Wooden quote, but uh, it may not be, uh, something to the effect of the difference between a championship team and the next team is a half step and that half step usually does not come down to practice or training it comes down to mentality and um so we i think we in the past couple of years have done a good job of establishing that mentality in practice um and that's that's what i'm talking about when i'm saying you know, we're not quite there yet right now with this team we're working hard on it um, and I'm not trying to 
I hope they're listening. Uh, <laughs> but uh, it's not a it's not a knock on them by any means. Like I said, the the season is a journey and it's a growth process. Mm. Um, we've been doing a good job about it, but we can always improve. And uh, that I think makes the key difference between winning and losing, especially when it comes down to big games, important games, it's all mindset and mentality. Um, and so, you know, we've got a, we've got a great group of seniors. We've got a great group of captains, a great group of officers. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm confident that they will have these guys uh, all moving in the same direction, train uh, on the tracks, you know, going in the same direction, all on the same page mm. and with an attitude of, you know, uh, we'll go toe to toe with anybody. We don't care who it is mm. and you're going to play our game. Um, and I think that's what brought us success last year. And um, I'm hoping we can keep it rolling and, and go back to back. Perfect. Well, James, appreciate it, man. Yeah. Always a pleasure. Thanks, everybody, everybody listen. Yeah. If you want to go check it out again, GamecocksLacrosse.com. You guys are on Twitter, Instagram. I'm assuming probably Facebook as well, all across social media. Um, beginning their season this weekend in Baton Rouge, taking on Texas A&M Saturday, LSU Sunday. And then, like I said, the first home game is Friday, February 7th against Georgia. And from there, it's just kind of rolling. So if you want to see the schedule, again, GamecocksLacrosse.com, uh, all over their social media. Alice, be sure to come to some of the games. Free admission. It's awesome. It's a lot of fun. Again, Gamecocks Lacrosse going for uh, going to back-to-back. So. Appreciate it, man. It's always a pleasure. Thanks for having so, me out. All right, perfect. So for James Hark, I'm Chris Phillips. We appreciate you guys tuning in, and we'll catch you next time on the episode of the Spurs Up Show. ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time there's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need plus you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you call click or just stop by Granger for the ones who get it done